The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me lie in pastures green. He leads me by the still, still waters. His goodness restores my soul. And I will trust in you alone. And I will trust in you alone. For your endless mercy follows me. Your goodness will lead me home. He guides my ways in righteousness, and He anoints my head with oil, and my cup it overflows with joy. I feast on His pure delights, and I will trust in You alone, and I will trust in You alone, for Your endless mercy follows me. Your goodness will lead me home. And though I walk the darkest path, I will not fear the evil one. For you are with me and your rod and staff are the comfort I need to know, and I will trust in you alone, and I will trust in you alone, for your endless mercy follows me. Hallelujah! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. It is a great delight to join you in this season of Easter from the Church of St. Nicholas Burnage in Manchester as we worship Jesus Christ, the good shepherd. Today, we have an opportunity to reflect with people from St. Nick's on what it means to meet the Good Shepherd where we are today. For many of us, certainly for many people in an urban church like St. Nick's, the world of shepherds and sheep can feel very far off. Nonetheless, Jesus is the Good Shepherd. He says, I lay down my life in order to take it up again. He is our Passover lamb and shepherd. And we are called to be the people of his pasture. 
Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. Let us therefore rejoice by putting away all malice and evil and confessing our sins with a sincere and true heart. Lord Jesus, you raise us to new life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgive us our sins. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you fill us with the living bread. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hi, I'm Storm, and I am from Manchester. Now, I'm still a relatively new Christian, having returned to God in June 2019 after more than 20 years away. As a fiercely independent woman, the most challenging aspect of my Christian journey has been about accepting help and direction, be that from people or the Holy Spirit. In short, learning to be vulnerable and understanding that vulnerability is not weakness, but in fact courage. Now, shepherds often feature in courses and sermons, particularly around key dates in our Christian calendar. And I remember my first experience of reading the lesson in mid-2019. I was given the most apt reading about the lost sheep. Now, I'd only been a Christian for a few months, I think, yet I felt like I was speaking of myself, the lost sheep. More importantly, I didn't really understand the significance of the role of a shepherd and that there was already one in my life. A shepherd who, no matter what I say or do, loves me unconditionally and waits for me to understand where he is taking me. I believe we all take part in this sheep and shepherd storyline on a daily basis and it's like we don't even realise it. Well, not until that wonderful thing called hindsight kicks in. Do we even know we are being directed or even cajoled down a particular path which we probably claim the glory for but it's not really our doing. Were all those coincidences really us? I don't think they are. And I don't think it's about falling into line with God's plan or following a prescriptive routine to be the perfect Christian. It's about listening, feeling, and resting on the foundation of my daily prayer, considering the direction I'm being led in. Often I think it's only upon reflection that we say, oh, 
seriously. It was so obvious. That was God and not me making that decision. But in my time as a Christian, I've come to realise that the more the sheep listen to the shepherd, the more they trust them. They become akin to the way the shepherd walks and moves and it becomes instinctive and it becomes a response, not a reaction to the words or the sounds of the shepherd. And I believe that's how we are as we deepen our relationship with God. The more we talk, the more we know each other and the more responsive we are to the Holy Spirit's direction. Now, we aren't being herded down this path of life. We're being led. We walk with God, not behind him or in front of him, but beside him. That's how I've come to know the Good Shepherd. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, verses 5 through 12. The next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem, with Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, If we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. After 44 years as a nurse, I retired from the NHS a year ago. I live in East Didsbury in Manchester and I've been a member of St. Nicholas Church in Burnage since 1988. In 2000, I became part of the church warden team. In 2006, I happened to see a TV programme about the late brother Roger, who founded the Teze Ecumenical Monastic Community in France in 1940 at the end of World War II. As I watched part of a Teze service, it was as though a light switch had been turned on. I now wanted to experience a live service. And without knowing any more than how it had made me feel, I was already wondering if I could bring this type of worship to my own church. After talking with my good friend and fellow church warden Enid, we decided to learn more. And so we attended Teze evening prayer at Salford Roman Catholic Cathedral monthly for six months, and it was a wonderful experience. During the candlelit service, simple Bible-based chants are sung in a repetitive way. 
and these become prayers offered up in the singing. There's a Bible reading, intercessions and a short but significant period of silence. A time to be quiet with our own thoughts and prayers, with only the Teze cross lit. Seeing Christ on the cross, being reminded of how he died to save me, to save everyone. It's a powerful silence. A time when I feel close to God, somehow enveloped in his love in the darkness. Why would I not want to share this? So in May 2007, I led the first Teze evening prayer service at St Nick's. Fourteen years on, it continues monthly as a lay-led service. Willing people are always available to help me, and I'm pleased to say that people from all Christian denominations, and some who don't usually attend any church, regularly come along. Even the COVID-19 pandemic has not stopped us. Teze is broadcast on the first Tuesday of every month on YouTube, until we can meet again in person and sing together. However we're able to join in with Teze, I believe it's a place of comfort where we can meet with Jesus, the Good Shepherd. And my abiding hope is that through our offerings at Teze services, people will experience a genuine, warm welcome, kindness, and ultimately, the touch of God's love in their hearts. is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. A reading from the Gospel according to John. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I grew up in a very rural part of the country, Worcestershire. Nonetheless, for me, shepherds were people who appeared in nativity plays or plied their trade in faraway places like Africa or Yorkshire. You saw them on the telly on one man and his dog, whistling to their collie, instructing her to corral the sheep into the sheepfold. Is it surprising that for many of us in the modern urban world, the metaphor of God as shepherd might feel a, a little distant, old-fashioned, or overlaid with sentimentality. Yet Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. This behaviour he contrasts with the hired hand, who runs away at the appearance of a predator, and thereby leaves the sheep they're supposed to guard to their fate. This contrast between the behaviour of the shepherd and the hired hand is very far from sentimental ideas about country life. This is a vision of a shepherd who cares for the creatures for whom he or she is responsible so deeply that they would take on the predator and those who threaten to harm and kill, who would pay the ultimate sacrifice. Perhaps we begin to glimpse the depth of love Jesus has for us, the people of his pasture. I'm not alone in kicking back against the idea that I or any follower of Jesus is a sheep. Many of us have such negative ideas about them. The rock band Pink Floyd, whom I love, wrote a song called Sheep, all about people who can't think for themselves, who have a herd mentality who will follow en masse the loudest voice, 
who are scared enough of the sheepdog that they will do exactly what it asks. Well, that's one image of sheep. Jesus's love for us reveals a different picture. It's not that we, his sheep, are stupid or unthinking, but that we are this beautifully connected up and mutually dependent community that are worthy of being saved. You see, that's the thing about sheep. Their strength lies in being together. They are not apex predators. Jesus sees that we, as human beings, are at our best when we act as a community rather than acting like predators who attack the vulnerable. Jesus's love runs so deep, he will go looking for each one of us if we get separated from the rest and are made vulnerable to attack. For he knows that we are not made for cold, bleak, lonely places, separated from our community and friends. At times, I, like many, have found the pandemic so lonely. I've been separated. But Jesus finds the way of connection. Services like this are just one way he brings his flock back into community. Jesus lays down his life for us all that we might have life. For me, the deepest beauty and wonder of this is that he is both the shepherd who saves us and the lamb who offers himself in sacrifice. There is deep mystery here, but what moves me in this is how such is Jesus's love and solidarity with us that he becomes one of us. God saves from within our midst. He is the shepherd who will stand in the way of predators. He is also a lamb who gives himself freely that the rest of us might have the fullness of life. Amen. So let us declare our faith in God. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen.
Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. God of love, we offer you your church, remembering especially the congregations where we worship. It's been a hard time for all of us, but we pray especially for those who haven't been able to share in technological ways of meeting, or who are too vulnerable to attend churches when these have been opened. And we acknowledge our longings to sing together, to touch and to hug. We remember too our duty as under-shepherds of the shepherd. Give us the strength and the wisdom to offer love, support and hope to those who need it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of love, you did not send your Son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. So we offer you the world we see in all its brokenness and anguish and need for redemption, where people suffer from war, poverty and persecution, and the planet itself suffers because of our greed and carelessness. Open the ears of the leaders of the nations to your words of justice and peace, and show us, too, where we can be your agents for change. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of love, we pray for the communities in which we live, our homes, our work, our neighbourhoods, our friendships. We think of the people who've lost jobs or businesses because of the virus, or who have struggled particularly with isolation and loneliness. For those who feel lost, we ask that they can sense the presence of the Good Shepherd to guide and encourage them. Help us to be aware of those times where we can bring that presence to people we know. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of love, we pray for those who suffer, including any known to us. At this time, we remember especially those who are ill with COVID-19 and those for whom treatment for other conditions has been delayed because of the pandemic, as well as those whose mental health has worsened because of lockdown. And we remember those who are grieving the loss of those they love. We pray too for those who minister to them and who are worn down by their workload as well as by being close to so much suffering and heartache. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, God of love, we pray for ourselves. We acknowledge the ways in which we feel lost and in danger, whether through circumstances around us or turmoil within. Open our hearts so that we can hear your call and give us the grace to respond with love for you and for those around us. God of love, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd. Amen. Risen Christ, faithful shepherd of your Father's sheep, teach us to hear your voice and to follow your command, that all your people may be gathered into one flock, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. And as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit, 
and the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you now and forever. Amen. Welcome, Saul. 